Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to... One more time, I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry. This is our fifth time, but that's all right because you will be welcomed sooner or later and take six or seven or eight or nine. Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world. On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hey, Think Create Tribe. Hey, drivers. How y'all doing out there? I see you on that Facebook. I see you. It's your sister friend, your auntie, your ride or drive bestie, Melissa Don, and I'm out of quarantine. Yes. Let's turn on some music and get this episode started. The feeling of being back in my apartment in Asia is complete joy and gratitude. Adrian is out on her own adventure this week, and I wanted to take this episode, this time to focus all of my attention on you. That's right. It's just you and me in this virtual space that we've created together. I'm grateful for every time that you've joined me on the drive, for every walk you've taken with me, for every comment that you've posted, and for every time you have subscribed. Wow, we have people in our tribe. It's an important part of my journey to be with you in a current space. That's right. The word current is important to me. It's not that I need to be trending. It's that I need to be current with you in this time, in my feelings, in my recordings, in the events. Everything that's happening happens within one week or it doesn't get posted. That's right. It's important to Adrian and I that we're not talking about things that we are not currently feeling, events that are not currently happening. This podcast isn't just another task to check off on our list. It's a space to go and learn and think and create and listen. It's a journey. And that's why we call it The Drive. So as I always say, let's pull up to this episode. Let's take that time for ourselves. You've worked hard this week. You've felt several different emotions. You have checked in with other people, your family as well. Now let's check in with each other. Are you ready? Right there in your space. Take a deep breath. Taking a deep breath doesn't have to be this somber moment. No, you can feel the energy. You can feel the excitement and still breathe deeply in that moment. You can feel the joy and still say, I take it all in. Let's acknowledge our emotions. They tell us a lot about where we are. And that's why you're here, because you want to check in with where you are. Take a moment. Drop those shoulders. 
Yes. Feel those toes wiggle and open the fingers and the toes. You're here in this space. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm pulling up to this episode in a train. When I walk to the last cart on this train and look back in the rear view mirror, I see an incredible global adventure that started late 2019 with the professional development request to attend the Learning and the Brain Conference in California. And the journey ended in late 2020 in quarantine at a hotel in Asia. This year was the most unexpected year of my life thus far. Let's admit it. Five years ago, when we all said, this is where I want to be in five years, no one thought this is where we would be. The amount of times I've ruminated over my choices, I've questioned my values and judged my experiences were too numerous to count. Like most of you, Almost everything about my life was new. Where I lived changed from Asia to America. How I worked changed from in-person to virtual. What I invested my money in changed to real estate. Yes, I'm looking to invest a lot of my resources into real estate. When I worked, literally the amount of time that I spent working changed and when I work changed from daytime to 7 p.m. at night to 2 a.m. in the morning. What I ate changed to 100% vegetarian and who I talked to about my mental and physical health changed from one group of doctors to another amazing, wonderful group of doctors. Shout out to all of my current doctors right now. You all are incredible. And last, but certainly not least, my safe space changed. That's right. The needs of my safe space changed from a physical safe space to a virtual safe space. For seven months, I was sheltered in 80% of the time with my family, leaving the house once a day to take walks by the lake, which was an incredibly safe physical space. But that new virtual space that I was in, the new virtual workspace that I was working in, it was filled with a lot of new requests and a lot of new adventures. And oh, the new virtual space that was created from this 2020 pandemic. The space that I was living in was filled with images of death and violence. It was fueled by division, unrealistic demands, new technologies. As you can imagine, being here on this podcast with you, being able to see your comments online and log in live with you and say hello was everything that I needed to counteract some of those very, very challenging moments. And yes, we all talk about going to therapy and getting the support that you need for some of these new spaces that we're in. 
But let's be honest, who actually went to therapy, right? And what are they doing in therapy? Are you really sitting on a couch? Today, I want us to take some moments to talk about our faith. Now, we need to really define this word faith because faith is a lot of things to a lot of people. So to make sure, because this is a global podcast, to make sure that we're all on the same page, I want to break it down. So faith is the substance of what you're hoping for, and it's the evidence of what you don't see. And I'm really excited that on the Drive podcast with Adrian and Melissa, we have talked about everything that has to do with friendships. You know about my sister friends. You have met a lot of Adrian's sister friends and you have become our sister friends. We've also talked about family from the family adventures that we've been on to the family support that we've gained. We've definitely talked about finances. We just finished some amazing episodes talking about what it's like to be in a financial space that is liberating And the most important thing to me that really helps to define who I am is my faith. So today, I want to talk to you about your faith. Now, in order for us to say we have faith, we first have to ask ourselves, do we truly believe in an invisible world? Do we believe that there is a space beyond what we can see? Not just the world that we see the visible world with our eyes, but the invisible world. For me, not only do we live in a physical space, not only do we live in a virtual space, but we also live in an invisible space. And that's why I am a woman of faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of what you don't see. Well, for me, I see faith as the foundation of everything that I do. Because I do believe that there is a deity and that he loves us. So let's get into what does that mean for me as it relates to forgiveness? I know it's like we have all these F words today. But I'm so excited that the F words are great, encouraging F words, right? (laughs) Not some of those other F words. We don't want to F you in a bad way. We want to F you in a good way. So Let's go and get started with our faith journey. So now that I've settled in on the train and I know the plan and I know the pathway has already been set for me, I can focus on our essential question and spend some time asking and thinking about why do we struggle to forgive? Let's take a moment. Do you struggle to forgive? Is that something that when you think about forgiveness, that idea of forgiving someone that hurt you is fleeting? Because all you can really think about is what you're going to say back to that person, how you're going to avenge yourself, how you're going to heal yourself. Well, the reason why we have to talk about faith is because for me, forgiveness is an important part of our faith because God forgave us and because God forgave us for the mistakes that we've made, for the challenges that we've made, we should forgive others. 
We should sow that same level of care that was given to us, to other people. When I talked to some amazing therapist, when I thought about some of the mistakes that were made, I realized it's not about me forgiving the other person. It's about me learning to forgive myself first. As I was talking to some amazing counselors and therapists, which are some really good friends of mine, we were going on this journey together and I want you to come with us. Now, we've already talked about telling the truth and we definitely will have to use everything that we've learned with being truthful because we can't lie about this. Consider what is true, right? Do you struggle with self-forgiveness? Are you still blaming yourself for the mistakes you made five years ago, four years ago, last week, yesterday? Are you able to really show resilience and bounce back when you make a mistake? Are you blaming yourself for what happened to your children, for what happened in your marriage? When you look back in your rearview window, when you look back in your rearview mirror, are you able to say, wow, I learned a lot? Or do you look back and you have regrets? Now, how many of us, when we hear the question, if you could redo any day in your life, how many of us go to those amazing, happy places And say, oh my goodness, I want to relive the day that I was in Cambodia with my friend Tiffany. And we were meeting some amazing Cambodians for the first time at an orphanage. And we had the best experience. It was a day filled with games and food and laughter. Or who wants to say, oh. I remember the day that I graduated and as I walked across the stage, I could hear my family. All of those type of stories are there. They were amazing, like your wedding day or like the time that you brought your baby home. Well, for many of us, we are not thinking about those times because of unforgiveness. We still have those moments that we just want to change. We are not taking this opportunity, this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to relive something that was truly incredible. That was one of the times that I really knew, like, wait, I need to work in this area. There was another time, of course. As many of you can imagine, we've all had horrible offenses, and we have had to overcome people lying on us, people stealing from us, people cheating us people hurting us in some of the most horrific ways. The fact that we would want to forgive them, that we would work hard to forgive them, for many of us is still challenging. But that work will be so liberating in the end. And I want us to recognize the power of forgiveness. Of course, I have been hurt as well. I'll tell you about a time When I was devastated by betrayal, I got a phone call. It was an amazing parent. At that time, 
I definitely was giving out my work number to parents because I was in administration as an assistant principal and I wanted to really connect with my parents. And it worked. I was able to connect with them. They felt the connection. And therefore, one of my parents called and the parents said, are you okay? It was about three something in the afternoon. Yes, of course. I'm doing great. They were like, oh, we were just wondering because we heard that you weren't feeling well from the front office. Nope, I'm feeling fine. I look forward to seeing you at our meeting this afternoon. So I hear back from them. Well, the meeting's been canceled because they told us that you went home and you weren't feeling well. That's right. The shock of the lie hit me. My heart sank. What was happening for the first time after over 15 years of working in education? I felt betrayed by a lie. I said no as I kept my composure. I'm feeling fine. I'm here at work and we can meet. They said, well, no, it's okay. We'll just meet tomorrow because we've already changed our plans. I was so hurt that the office, the leadership that I thought was helping me was actually in that moment hurting me. Now, I'm really, really, really grateful that because of my understanding as an American, I recognize that a lot of people may have some challenges with things that God has given me as a blessing based off of our American history. So I understand and I know it's been brought to the surface this year in 2020 that many Americans are having challenges based off of prejudices like the color of your skin, genders, what type of human you are. And so for me, I wasn't as shocked by the prejudice that was causing this hurt as much as I was hurt by the response. Here we are supposedly helping parents, right? Coming together, joining ourselves together. But in that moment, he didn't want to join himself with me for privacy purposes and out of respect We'll call him Mr. Dark. Mr. Dark didn't want to meet with me and the parent to bring resolve. And the way out was for him in that moment, a lie to say that I wasn't there when I really was. After I got off the phone with that parent, I immediately text my friends and family in the United States because at that time I was in the Middle East and I immediately text them in the United States and I asked them to pray for me because I knew that in that moment I could go down there and confront Mr. Dark in the front office or I could not engage while I was angry. So I'm really, really grateful that I had that time with my family to pray. I had that time with my family for support and I did not engage in revenge or offense. And quite frankly, This is really the first time that I've even talked about it publicly. But for me, I say that I hear you. I know that you have those stories. I know that you have those moments when you felt hurt. Maybe it wasn't from your boss that was trying to avoid a meeting. Maybe it was from your best friend. So I understand. I understand those moments when you're looking like, what is happening (laughs) Those moments call for forgiveness. They call for a mature response. And so today I want to help you as I help myself to walk in forgiveness. 
So if you struggle with forgiveness, if you struggle to forgive, if that's something that you're like, girl, sister, friend, no, ma'am, I am not going to forgive that person that hurt me. This episode is for you. One of the things that I really want us to understand is that we are all going to experience offenses. We're all going to experience moments and times when people hurt us. Maybe they meant to do it and maybe they didn't mean to do it. And we have to have a response. So for me today, I want to talk about those responses, but not just to them. I want to first talk about those responses that you have with yourself. I think out of a self-love, out of a self-care, as we do unto others what we want to be done to us, then we will all be able to live in a world that is full of forgiveness. But I think some of the challenges, we haven't learned to forgive ourselves. Let's be honest. If I haven't learned to forgive myself, if I'm blaming myself, if I'm judging myself, if I'm being angry about my body or my history or my home, if I'm hating myself, how would I learn how to have love for you and care for you when you do something that hurts me? So let's focus in on ourselves today. Let's learn self-forgiveness. As we talked about earlier in the episode, I definitely have some amazing therapists and counselors, and I've learned to ask great questions. And from those great questions, they are giving me amazing responses. And one of the journeys that I went on while I was in quarantine was a journey of self-forgiveness. Now, imagine two weeks in a hotel with yourself, with no one else there, What are you going to do? Well, I'm a lifelong learner. And so with that thinking time, I learned. I learned from Dr. Worthington. Now, Dr. Worthington is this incredible professor that has done some work in forgiveness. And he has this book about self-forgiveness. And in his book, he talks about four responses that we have when it comes to forgiving ourselves. The book is absolutely incredible and it's free. You'll be able to find it in the notes. I completed the workbook during those two weeks. And while I was completing the workbook, I learned something that revolutionized my life. I learned that forgiveness is really about two things. Number one, it's about having a positive sense of self. And number two, it's about affirming your values. So let's jump right in to some of the things from his incredible book. So in his book, he talks about some common personal values and he lists several of them like courage, confidence, compassion, imagination, reliability, respect, righteousness, spirituality, trust, truth, wisdom, prosperity, honesty, and guess what? Forgiveness, faith, empathy. In the book, he talks about forgiveness is about being able to stay connected to your values and being able to have a positive sense of self. When we have a high sense of self and a high connection to our values, we're able to operate 
in self-forgiveness when an offense comes to us. But when we have a high connection to our values and a negative sense of self, we find ourselves in self-punishment. You know, that guilt that you have. Am I a good mom? Did I feed them the best that I could? Did I spend enough time for them? See, your values are really high. You really value family. But your regard for yourself is low. So when you have to leave out to go to work and you miss that game or you miss that meal, you begin to punish yourself. You see, when we can still have a high positive sense of self, we still understand that value of family, but we don't punish ourselves when we miss the meal or we miss the game. No, we extend forgiveness. We say, you know what? I apologize that I missed that game and I apologize that I missed that meal. Please forgive me. I will work to prioritize. A lot of us are getting into that self-punishment. I know for me, I would punish myself a lot. We call it the critique, right? Oh, you're just, you know, hard on yourself. You're critiquing yourself. Well, I realized in quarantine for the first time two weeks away from everybody that I wasn't just hard on myself, but that I was punishing myself, that I didn't learn self-forgiveness yet. My values were so high, right? I value family. I value integrity. I value kindness. I value faith. So when I realized that I made a mistake, right, and I said something mean or I made a mistake, and I didn't go and visit that person or I didn't send that birthday gift. I didn't just operate in self-forgiveness and say, forgive yourself, Melissa. No, I would punish myself. Why didn't you send that? What's wrong with you? You are not a good friend. You're not a good daughter. All those negative words would fill my mind, but not anymore. Because I recognize now that self-punishment happens when you don't have a positive self-image. When you allow those negative words to ruminate over and over and over in your mind. Those words aren't true. You made a mistake. Forgive yourself. Okay, 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 okay. You're probably like, no, I don't punish myself. Well, you know what that means? You probably, when you have an offense, when you make a mistake, you probably have learned to make an excuse. I know. Oh, making an excuse. How many times have we made excuses, right? Well, you know what? That means that you see yourself as a person of value, as human, but maybe you're not as connected to your values, right? Maybe you have a disconnect there and you used to think that integrity was important, but now, uh, I know I told you I'd come to the party, but hey, I was tired. I know I said I'd call you back, but I mean, I forgot. And you make those excuses. Oh, I know, I know, I know I was going to eat healthy and not have a piece of cake, but hey, I was hungry. So that sense of value where you affirm the values that you have, it's gotten a little low. Yeah, 
If you're constantly making those excuses, and if I'm constantly making those excuses, then I haven't really operated in the fullness of forgiveness, where I still tell myself, no, it's important to do what you say you're going to do. It's important to have self-control. No, it's important to have faith. It's important to do those things. So you don't just constantly make those excuses. We want self-forgiveness. We're not going to go. We're not going to go away into this space of excuses or into this space of punishment. Oh, and God forbid that we stay in that place of neglect. Yeah, Dr. Worthington talks about this space of neglect that happens when you have a low low regard for yourself and when you are not connected to your values when you don't even remember what you value if I were to ask you hey what are your personal values and you're like well you know I mean I don't want to put too many expectations on myself I don't want to so wait you don't you don't value teamwork and you don't value thankfulness and you don't value respect you don't value sacrifice Wait, wait, wait. So so you don't value humility? Well, I mean, you know, you don't value growth and gratitude. That's when we begin to neglect ourselves. You know those moments where we've just said, oh, to hell with it. Let's just get drunk and party and wake up the next day and see what happens. You know those moments when you say, I'm spending it all. I don't care. You know those I don't care moments. I'm sure we've all had some of them. Well, we're finished with self-neglect. We're finished with self-punishment. We're finished with self-excuses. We want self-forgiveness. And that's the space that we're in. And so for me, when I was there reading that book, I really had light bulb moments. Dr. Worthington was so impactful in my life that I actually sent him an email Now, this is where the story gets really good. I'm a thankful person. I'm full of gratitude. So in my mind, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to tell him thank you. I'm going to let him know that his book has changed my life. And I just want to know if maybe he would answer one or two questions that I have about the book. I'm not thinking that a professor, an author is going to respond to me. Well, this is where the miracles start to happen. Not only did Dr. Worthington respond the same day, he responded in the midst of writing yet another book that will serve us. It was so amazing. It was like every part of me in that moment was valued, you know? It was like the journey to self-forgiveness was not being done in isolation. It was like there was this acknowledgement that Melissa, I see you. And that's where my faith comes in, right? Because that's where I start to begin to think, God, you're with me. You're working this out. That's where my hope in what I don't see begins to manifest. And it was so exciting. So of course, I immediately thought of my questions, finished doing some more work and sent him the questions because he said, yes, I'll answer your questions. Not only did he answer my questions, drivers, but he also sent me a chapter from 
the book he's currently working on. It was incredible. This is literally one of the last episodes in season one. And I wanted to make sure that we understood that we're not just here to talk about our families. We're not just here to talk about our friends. We're not just here to talk about our finances. But for me, the foundation to all of that is my faith. It's understanding that there is an invisible world that is led by a deity that I call God and that he loves me and that he wants me to walk in forgiveness. He wants me to understand that I am human and that I'm not perfect and that I'm going to make mistakes. And in those moments where I make those mistakes, I should not make an excuse about it. I should not neglect myself. I should not punish myself, but that I should walk in forgiveness We talk about reflections and we talk about learning from those reflections. Well, we can't learn from those reflections if we're punishing ourselves. We can't learn from those reflections if we're neglecting ourselves. We can't learn from the rear view mirror moments. We can't learn from those moments if we're making excuses. You know, a lot of times I've learned from the wins in my life. I've learned how to be humble and to Give God the glory. And I've learned how to say, thank you, Lord, for helping me. And some of the most powerful moments have happened when I've made mistakes. I've learned to love my body regardless of whether I'm 150 pounds or 250 pounds. I've learned to love myself regardless of whether I am married, unmarried, with a child, without child, with finances, without finances. There's something about contentment that I've learned in those moments of a base. You know, God talks about learning how to abase and learning how to abound and recognizing that whatever state that you're in, to be grateful. Well, I've learned that by having things taken away from me and realizing that, hey, if that door closed, it's because it was supposed to close. Don't punish yourself. Don't make an excuse. Don't neglect yourself. If it closed, it was supposed to close. There's another door ready for you to walk in. Turn. Turn from those mistakes. Forgive yourself. You can pull up to this episode and learn how to release the struggle and forgive yourself. If you struggle to forgive, start with yourself. Check through your history. Look through that rearview mirror. Shift gears and go up the hill. Do the work of forgiveness. And hey, you may need to get that workbook. You may need to start reading some books about forgiveness. I know for me, this was very important because there are so many offenses So many people lying to us online, like we talked about when we first started the episode, there are so many spaces virtually that are filled with images of violence and death and it makes you want to get revenge. It makes you want to walk in anger. It makes you want to walk in hatred. Some of the challenges that you have with this idea of keeping your family safe. I mean, come on, the unrealistic demands that we have in education alone. What parent knows how to be the teacher, the cook, 
the parent, the bus driver, the coach, the new technologies. Are you serious? You want me to learn Zoom and you want me to learn Seesaw and you want me to learn Teams and you want me to learn Google and you want me to learn. Oh, and in those moments when you want to judge yourself and you want to say, OK, you're supposed to. Uh, 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 no, no, no. Forgiveness. In those moments when you're with those people that they know exactly what they're called to do and they know what God is telling them to do and they've been able to, from a baby, play the piano or play the violin or sing on perfect pitch and you are just trying to figure out what is my next step, God, in the middle of a pandemic when I've lost my job, when I've moved from one country to another, when I have uprooted my entire family so that we can figure out this homeschooling thing. Forgiveness. Forgiveness needs to be with you. Forgiveness needs to be with me. And so for me, it brings me such joy to focus all of my attention on you walking, you sitting, you logging on, you driving to work to say, well done. As we start to finish out 2020, as we come to the final quarter of one of the most challenging years in history, I say, well done. You made it. Yeah, you can breathe. You can release. And most importantly, you can forgive yourself for the mistakes you may have made this year. You deserve the best that God has for you. Why? Because he's God. And he is full of love. And that's what he wants to give you because he's loyal, because he's compassionate, because he's peace, because he's grace, because he's freedom. He wants you to have a wonderful fourth quarter. God wants you and me to finish. Wow. Wasn't that an amazing segment about forgiveness? Well, before I let you go. I am letting you pull up to the drive-thru and ask for anything that you want. That's right. We have some tea, hunty. And we're not talking about that shady tea. No, ma'am. Not that tea that leaves you thirsty. We are talking about trustworthy, everyday advice. We're talking about that tea that quenches your thirst. And not only are we serving you some tea, but I'm also serving you some love. Those legendary oven roasted vegetable entrees. Remember, it's not about the snack for us. We don't want a quick fix. No, we want some legendary oven roasted vegetable entrees. So I'm just going to remind you, if you haven't taken a moment, to get those veggies in, to drink that water, and to mind your business. That is the tea for today. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, listen, put that phone down. Well, not yet. Finish listening to this episode, right? And then put that phone down. Try some new veggies. Listen, when I was in quarantine, (laughs) I have veggies that I've never tasted before. Like being in Asia is amazing because you have all these incredible vegetables that we don't have in the United States of America. 
And so it was my joy to experiment every day with wonder what vegetable this is. And I tasted it. Some of them hmm, didn't like as much. But the point is, I tasted them. So listen, get out a new veggie. Try to whip up something that you haven't done before. You're not just putting sweet potatoes on that plate. No, ma'am. You're not just putting collard greens, although we need those collard greens, okay? And you're definitely not just throwing on some corn. But you have a new vegetable. What about leeks? What about asparagus? Don't forget your veggies. Don't forget your water. And most of all, don't forget to mind your business. All right, you all. I'll see you next week. Adrian and I will be here for our final episode. And hey, don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe. That's right. We want to hear from you. You can follow me at Melissa at Think Create on Instagram and also on Podbeam. I love that platform because we can come on there together. And I know a lot of you have asked, so what has it been like? Not just to be in quarantine. What is it like to have a podcast? Well, it is fun. (laughs) Having a podcast is so wonderful. And for me, I thought, "Mm, I'm not going to really listen after one or two times. Well, I was wrong. When I'm struggling to tell the truth, I listen and remind myself. And I'm sure that when I'm struggling to forgive This will be a wonderful reminder to me. So don't just listen one time. No, go back. Listen some more. Learn about finances. Learn about your family. Learn about your faith. God bless you. Goodbye. Au revoir.